0: The 100% Wild Podcast is brought to you by Onyx Hunt, the nation's number one GPS hunting app. Download today in the Google Play and App Store.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to a special Thanksgiving edition of the 100% Wild Podcast. I'm Tim Chelsvik. I'm Matt Drury. Matt Drury. And we are proudly brought to you by the Onyx Hunt app.
0: That's right, man. So, you know, we don't have a, a guest today. We don't have a question of the day, but we have a lot of updates that we wanted to kind of bring to everybody. And- keep people filled in on what's happening around here so let's jump right into it the clock is running down
1: for folks if you have not registered yet for the farm you've got just about a couple weeks to get your name in the hat.
0: yeah we're gonna pick about mid-december so i know we've been hitting this pretty hard but um i mean there's there's still time and there's still a pretty good chance that you can win it i think that's the Thing that people think most of it was funny because the other day somebody texted mark terry and i said man you guys are going to change somebody's life this is unbelievable yeah hope you know hope a lot of people are signing up and dad said it's been good but he goes i think it's one of those things where it's almost too good to be true mm-hmm. and people don't no one thinks they're gonna win it yeah so the
1: same thing was true with all the monthly give i mean to a yeah. person everyone said i put my name in but i didn't think i'd actually win yeah. And here I am winning a whole set of lacrosse boots or, or a nomad RTP suit or
0: implement, you know, mm-hmm, that groundbreaker. Yeah. So it's one of those deals where just it takes about a couple minutes to do. You go to the DeerCast app, What you can go to the .com version, DeerCast.com, yeah. or just go to your app and go to the farm giveaway. If you don't already have an account, just register an account, go to the farm giveaway tab, lower right, and boom, you're in. It's that easy. It literally is that easy. Even my friends that I've told about,
1: they're like, Oh, it's the catch. It's like, there 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 is is no catch. We're not trying to trick you. There's
0: no catch. Yeah. I, I, I think you know, that's pretty, pretty irregular in today's world. There's always a catch. So there is no catch. It's just a thank you. And I think it's going to be pretty, you know, I saw somebody comment. I think I got an email the other day and they're like, man, this is, life altering. I I hope I win. And I, every time someone says that, I always say, I hope you do too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I wish we could give a hundred of these away. You know, it just, it's such a cool, it's going to be such a cool thing for someone, some lucky person out there.
1: Yeah. And we probably don't do a great job of talking about the fullness of that that farm package because Reconyx is throwing in six trail cameras yeah. on top of that with batteries and SD cards, yeah. which, you know, it's a little thing, but that, that that's, I mean, it's rolling. a full
0: package. Yeah. Get you up and is Mossy going. Oak doing something there. Mossy as well? Oak
1: is kicking in a $1,000 gift card to their online store.
0: So you're going to know what your deer, what deer you have with the cameras, you're going to be outfitted in the camouflage and you're going to have yourself 60 acres where you could Turkey hunt, deer hunt and fish pretty solid. It's
1: pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so mid December, we're going to be drawing for that. Please <clears throat> yep. make sure that your name is in the hat. Plus we also have a muzzle loader package that, that at the end of November that gets awarded to someone. So if you're hearing this podcast right yeah. around Thanksgiving time, make sure you get your hat in the, get your name, in the hat for that, because yeah. you could, it's uh it's a loophole slash traditions prize pack yeah. with Binos, Rangefinder, the Drury Outdoors, uh, Traditions, Muzzle Loader.
0: It was so. pretty interesting. So uh, you know, Alan here, who, who works here internally, he was running He's actually ads seated right receiver. behind the main camera He was running right ads now, for that you know, that, uh, giveaway. So each yeah. month we run ads. I know I work here. Yeah. Well, I'm telling everybody else. Uh-oh. So what <laughs> happened was, you know, Facebook, they, they have these guidelines and you can't show any weapon. It's I'm very it, restrictive. You can't even show a slingshot. I'm, and I'm dead. Slingshots and BB that. guns are expressly written out in the, in the rules. And amazingly enough. So we had this picture of the traditions, firearms, this muzzleloader and the ad ran for like three weeks. And then all of a sudden it got shut down and they said, Hey, you can't, you can't have firearms mm-hmm. it's against the rules. And so I told him to reply, well, it's a, muzzler. well, actually, <laughs> it's not, it's not rifle. It's a muzzler. They're like, well, <laughs> it's still a firearm. So they we tried, uh, they shut her down, but we got away with uh, putting a new ad up. <laughs> it got approved right away because all we did was blurred out the gun, but the silhouette's still there. It's just, that's how ridiculous, well, the, the, I think was it Joe Rogan always says we're living in crazy times. Yeah, that's that's how ridiculous it is. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, you're seeing the results of of hunting becoming countercultural. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's going to continue happening. And that's part of the reason why we have Deer Castle. We have a place where we can speak unfiltered to, yeah. uh, the hunting community. Yeah. And, uh, it's kind of a reprieve from that kind of craziness. This
0: is a good jumping off point to a fun thing that happened to me over the weekend. So we're talking about, you know, this starting to be counterculture. Well, the only way you can continue to have this heritage is to introduce new people to our sport, mm-hmm. right? So over the weekend, it's not an introduction, but it's kind of us dipping our toes even further into the water. I gotta take Cameron, my son, out, yeah. on Saturday and Sunday. And it just, I think the last podcast maybe is or the two times before this one is when I was talking about, you know, he was really upset with me that he couldn't come with me and and right. really wanted to go. So I had to figure it out. I felt kinda, like crap. Yeah, I felt like a bad dad. <laughs> Hashtag bad dad. So I I The weather conditions, it was, it was not freezing Saturday and, you know, we had the perfect wind to sit this, it was a open air blind A wind you know, it wasn't like one of those muddy bowls or penthouses, Mm -hmm. but it was a nice, it was still a pretty nice, it's their soft side and, um, so, anyways, we had a good wind, and I thought, okay, let's sink crusher all this stuff. I washed it, and you know, sink crusher soap, and we actually took a scent-free shower and did everything that we, you know, that I would normally do. And I thought, okay, let's take him to this spot. The wind's okay, yeah. and um, it was awesome, man. We we saw, you know, a ton of deer. We had a really nice ten-pointer come within. 20 yards of the blind, maybe cool. closer there at last light and all kinds of little bucks and, and does walk right in next to the blind. And, mm-hmm. you know, all I had to do is give him a pair of binoculars and he was set for the the day and, you know, <laughs> didn't ever say, didn't complain once. And it was funny because he kept saying, you know, it's like an hour and 10 minute drive. And he kept saying, uh dad uh i have like i have a, in my ram i have a favorite set on my gps to my lease oh sure and so when i type it in <clears throat> there's a flag that for your destination uh-huh. right and he likes looking at that flag it's, it's to know where we're going so i so he doesn't have to ask you are we there yet exactly so yeah, he kept saying slash. he's like dad uh ha- I haven't even asked you once when we're gonna be there, <laughs> but anytime the flag was not in the view of the screen, uh-huh. he's like, "Hey, uh, where's that flag?" You get a little at? antsy about it. Yeah, but you know, we we so it's hour and ten minutes there, hour and ten minutes back. You know, we spent whatever three hours or so in the blind, and we kind of got pinned in there for a little little bit longer than we. At the we, end of the day, yeah. yeah. Then we hope because the deer were around us and. It was awesome, man. He did. he was a trooper. Totally did great. Had some hand warmers for him. We had sure. this little hunting uh, made easy. He's got one of those hand warmers that it's also like a light and oh, it also yeah, charges yeah. your phone and all that. So he, he had that. You know, he kept using his binoculars. He was He's got stuff. Rain fi- He's got stuff. He was he was occupied. But it was awesome, man. He did really good. And the best part of it all, at the end of that night, we went to like we kept talking about it the whole time because we went to turkey camp at Dad's this year. Mm-hmm we stopped at a guy, a Casey's, Okay, Casey's pizza, but literally, but I was feeding it to him in this car seat. Like, I was like, <laughs> we got to keep going We're late. We're going to get home. But this time I was like, you know what? He's like, ah, uh, are we going to be able to get some of that gas station pizza? It's the only time he's ever had it. Uh-huh. And we all know how good Casey's pizza is. <laughs> it's, so, it's edible. Yeah. Oh, come on, Tim. I, you know, I had a friend
1: that, that like Stop lived off Casey's <laughs> chicken jewels, chicken, like all yeah. kinds of chicken products. Yeah, I'm good on that. He burnt me out in high school with, with eating way too much Casey's, but, but the pizza, the Tim, point. but the pizza.
0: So anyways, so we stopped after the hunt, Scott came with us and we sat there and ate pizza. And I think that was the highlight of the day for yeah, him. No doubt. You know? And uh, so made it home. Then the next, day, we're sitting at the house and it's a beautiful, gorgeous day. So, first of all, we had to go see Frozen 2. So, we had to do Mm -hmm. something for Lola as well. Frozen 2, got it out of the way. And then I was like, hey, uh, I think... I'm going to go hunting and I instantly got the look the eye roll from Randa. It's like, ugh, again, <laughs> she
1: knew this was coming. and, and it was Just su- waiting for you yeah, to broach I was like, it. Look,
0: gun season ends like in a couple of days here. I got to go. So <clears throat> it was super warm and I thought he's going to want to stay here and play with his friends outside, but I'm going to ask him if he wants to come with me and that'll kind of soften the blow with sure. Randa anyways. And I was like, Hey bud, you want to go hunting? He's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, is Scott going to be there? I was like, yeah, Scott will be there. And he was all excited. So he called uh, wh- your bluff. Yeah. He, he, well, <laughs> it was awesome though. He came with us and he did good. He was, he was a little, we sat a different blind. We actually sat an enclosed, fully enclosed one. Sure. So he felt a little more comfortable getting up and a little so, more liberties. Yeah, yeah. So that was, it was a little different, Um, but he, he did great. And cool. So we got, I said, uh, we got a hunter on our hands. I, I was amazed how slow and steady and quiet and whisper and he was great He's good
1: yeah he's got the raw materials for being a
0: he does an actual hunter he does so i i still won't push him i still won't push it that will probably be the last time he goes this year but maybe one more time we'll see the weather it's kind of weather dependent at this point in the year but
1: yeah totally they get uncomfortable and they have a distasteful experience it's not
0: good yeah i layered him up in about five (laughs) sets of clothes and like Randy from the Christmas store. It was. can't put my was. arms down. Yeah. So, but he did great. So, anyways, that's my little tidbit. It's just a follow up to our podcast. The other sure. Day. Yeah. Cameron went hunting. He loved it. We went two days in a row.
1: More positive hunting experiences, exactly. reinforcing the, yeah. the
0: lifestyle. And just kind of keep stacking them up and stacking them up. The coolest thing, the Monday morning. So, he said to me Sunday night, he's like, hey, can I wear my orange hat to school? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah but sure. that's no problem. And it's got dreary outdoors on it. And so that, That next morning, his hat was sitting by his room. Well, he got up to go downstairs and he's like, oh, he remembered. He ran back and grabbed his hat. He put it on he went downstairs, (laughs) sat on the couch. I was like, he's wearing it again today. I was like, all right. (laughs) Hunter Orange with the Orange Army. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So when do you think he'll actually, when do you, when will you feel comfortable putting a gun in his hands? What age do you think?
0: I know, I know several people that have done it at six, seven. You know, I personally, I don't think. I will be comfortable with it until he's at least eight Yeah, between eight and 10, which it's kind of, it's, it, it's probably to each their own on that one. Like yeah, we without. don't live that lifestyle every single day. He's not, you know, he's not around it all the time. So mm-hmm. I want him to mature more. I want him to understand the, brevity of holding a firearm and what happens when you pull a trigger and sure, you know, we got the BB guns, we got a little bow and arrow and we got, you know, we got those kind of things. So he's, he, and he sees me and he sees, you know, that we got a safe and he's always interested when I open the safe and get the guns out mm-hmm. and he always wants to be around, but I just don't want him to, I, I don't want to force the issue just yet. Yeah. I, I want him to be super comfortable and, and understand it more yeah makes so sense that's I, like it's a personal it's choice cool. i know a lot of guys that take them when they're five six years old to me i, I feel it's a little early for him yeah could he do it yes would he understand no you have to
1: temper your own desires and expectations yeah. versus what's good for them yeah because uh, yeah you can push it way too early
0: and he, he does he said you know he i think he understands the right things you know he's saying he's saying if we shoot a big buck, we'll be able to eat it and all that kind of stuff. You know, he, yeah. he understands that it's a, you know, we, we want to get deer sausage and deer sticks. And I don't think he's necessarily thinking about like, Hey, let's make a hamburger out of it. But I think yeah. he thinks about the deer sticks and deer sausage and stuff like that. He likes it. And so, <laughs> you know, he gets it to a, to an extent. Yeah. It was funny. My
1: do- I killed a couple does over the weekend and my daughter came out in the backyard as I was processing them. And she mm-hmm. actually asked if she could help. That's she, awesome. We've got just kind of a, Uh, uh, an empty old field behind our house. It's grown up cedars and stuff. And so I throw the carcasses back there and the coyotes come through and she helped me drag the carcasses out to the the back fence and huck them over the fence. And I just like the worst part of the hunting experience she was all in for.
0: (laughs) She just didn't want to be out in the blind. Yeah. So she just, the the sitting there part probably the sitting right?
1: there the, the gun spooked her a little bit last year yeah. when she fired and so she really wants to crossbow hunt she wants to bow hunt how old was she, she last year she was just about seven
0: yeah so so
1: pretty young
0: it, yeah. So that kind of confirms like, that's what I don't want to happen. Exactly, I don't want him to get scared because of the gun. So uh-huh. it's like, Hey, let's just wait till he's a little more ready right, for it.
1: Right. My wife stepped in and, uh, and we tag team both the does I killed. Cause it's a lot of work to, to grind through all that meat and everything. So we sat down Saturday afternoon, I think, no, Sunday afternoon. And, uh, we tag team those two does and I deboned them, got them home. I think I killed Saturday deboned them, got them in the cooler overnight, let them sit because it was cold enough. It got yeah. down like 36 or so, let them sit outside overnight. And then, um, then we sat down and, and, uh, processed it all on Sunday afternoon. And it's a long day. It is. And then we had an event to be at Sunday night and, uh, but we got it all in the freezer and everything. And it's all packaged and put away. But It's nice to have the help because she hasn't always helped in the past and it's all me. And it's, it's just, a lot. it's probably, I don't know, maybe, eight hours
0: after the kill to finally get it, maybe six hours to get it all put away. It's a long time. It is. It's all It's all great in theory. When you're like two does here, I need to manage the property and uh-huh. shoot them. You get, you know, great kills. And then it's like, Ugh. it kind of does. It kind of does make,
1: I've never paid to have my deer processed. It, it kind of makes you wonder if maybe it's not such a bad idea at this point, uh, just with how busy our lives are. to yeah. Just pay for
0: it. That and that, see, that's an interesting thing. Cause I've never, actually done it myself Mm -hmm. i've always gone the processing route because it's always it seems like i'm always in a hurry to usually it's a dad's right so i'm usually like all right i need to take it to the you know we gotta take it over the processor and i gotta get home i'm running late or i should have been home two days ago or whatever so i always go that route but you and i have talked about it a lot i would like to learn how to Go the processing route because I want to understand it. I want to learn more. Yeah, just good
1: information to have. So, <laughs> next time I kill, I'll call you. You yeah. can take care of my deer for me. Yeah, and that'll be a win-win.
0: You know, and all that sounded great in theory in the early season when it was warm, but now it's getting cold. It's like, ah, and now you're going to spend about four or five hours outside. There was, this.
1: was it a couple years ago? I was out. I, it was, it was a late recovery. I came home and it's freezing. It's probably in the low twenties, upper teens. I'm out in the backyard because I want to get the deer taken care. Of. You don't want it to freeze hanging there because yeah. it's just, the meat's just not as good. And, uh, it was like three in the morning. I'm burying the carcass in the backyard and my neighbor Some got home stuff. from, there Tim. from her shift <laughs> well yeah it was kind of weird because I'm I'm standing there digging digging the hole in your in, backyard in, in the garden we have a garden area and so I try to like turkeys fish anything that I kill I'll typically dig a hole put it in the garden that way it, it like enriches bones? the soil mm-hmm. yeah yeah Man, I just, you're creepy. Well, I, I've, I've got an awesome garden though to show for it.
0: <laughs> so if anybody ever dug up your backyard, it'd just be—they're gonna everywhere.
1: think like there was some kind of Mass Indian or... encampment here where they <laughs> this is their this is their <laughs> camp where they killed all the deer. There a lot, a lot of deer ghosts back there. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> but she came up. She came up behind me at 3 a.m. in the morning as I'm digging a hole, and I just hear. Tim. (laughs) And it scared the crap out of me. I'm sure her as well. No one. It's an unholy hour. There's no one. There's no one up and then all of a sudden there's someone like right behind you. (laughs)
0: And you're digging a hole. She saw the the light.
1: (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Move along. She has since moved. (laughs) It's funny because we kind of had this hillbilly competition. They're redneck in some ways and I'm redneck in other ways. (laughs) And In instances like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When they had 500 chickens that they were incubating and hatching, they were winning. Clearly, it's
0: one hell of a competition you got there, <laughs> yeah, Tim. yeah. It's, a,
1: it's good times in Jeff County, <laughs> <laughs> it's a,
0: it's a, that's where it gets its name from, too. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, so I, finally, I I got a few more, I think that's four does that I've checked for the year. So, that's, awesome. that's uh, yeah, it's some you're, good you're meat
0: fed for the year,
1: yeah. And the prop the, the property where I'm taking them from, we could probably kill another 40 yeah. and still wouldn't put a dent in them. Like yeah. The the, the dough to buck ratio is, is crazy. We
0: have not done a good job on the lease, I you, you know, usually. In the early season, we'll kill a couple, but this year it's been just one scots and then and then the buck that I took. So we're gonna have our work cut out for us in the late season. Yeah, and
1: it really is work. I mean, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of effort to yeah, take them.
0: I, I was hoping to take at least ten does this uh-huh. year, so yeah. we'll see if we get there. I I could see us getting to six, but ten might be a stretch.
1: It's work, but it's still a whole lot of fun for me. I just love shooting deer, and it still gets my heart
0: rate going. Yeah, and
1: it's it's exciting to see that.
0: I thought about it last night pretty hard cuz we had a bunch in front uh-huh, of us and yeah. they were all in gun, you know, gun range and there was the last night I could hunt with my firearm there. Sure. And so I thought seriously about it, but so many deer were out. It's like the double edged sword. It's like, yeah, you gotta now? do more damage. Yeah. What's going to come out after that? Nothing. So yeah, I didn't. And then nothing came out anyway. So. I,
1: I had a weird experience after I shot the first doe it was a good hit. And I watched her, she ran from high 20 yards and then, then turned around and looked back to see what, what happened, which I don't think, I don't think people that think about archery hunting, I think they think it's pretty gruesome. A lot of times the deer, I don't think they they even know what happened. I don't even know if they feel much pain because it's so fast. Those rages are so sharp and they do so much initial damage. Yeah. She just kind of walked off and bedded down. At pro- she probably made it 60 yards yeah. and then expired. But Another doe came walking through probably 30 minutes later and I've killed deer, had them go down and seen other deer just walk right past them and not care. This arrow clipped the stomach on the way out and I don't know if that did something but this doe is walking along and right. I see her freaked the heck out. Like she jumps straight up in the air, blows and runs out to 20 yards and looks back. I think she stepped on this deer, this dead deer, and it scared her. <laughs> She's like, what happened to Gladys? She's just Shipped laying her there. Dead body. Yeah, yeah. And then spent the next half hour kind of, you know, yeah. looking around and sniffing Goose and stuff. You. But a number of does came through that, that felt weird about that deer being dead. That's the first time that's ever happened. The only thing I can figure is maybe that bile smell tipped them off because maybe blood just doesn't, you know, maybe they're just not so freaked out by blood, but uh, it was a weird, it was definitely a weird thing to watch them react to another dead deer like that.
0: So is that the deer where you said you could see the arrow moving? No, that that was the second deer.
1: The second deer came through at last light, and uh, and I shot her. And my daughter and my wife had a date to go see Frozen Two, and I had to that, be bro. home by six p.m. And this deer fell, but it wasn't quite dead yet. So I walked over and put another arrow into her, and I put it right through her heart. And and I could watch the the nocturnal, the end of the the arrow ticking with every heartbeat. It was, it was amazing to see. And it really just reminds you of the mortality of these animals and just kind of by extension us that we're just, we're just meat bags. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so you watch it slow down and slow down and slow down and then just stop. <laughs> and, and the deer was done. Uh, that's a new one by me. Never, never, never seen. And I thought about videoing it, but just something about it seemed like it almost seemed like it needed to be a private moment. Like it was, too intimate of, of something to show. Yeah. So I I don't know. Like I, well now I don't believe it happened. (laughs) Crap, I should have (laughs) got video of that. (laughs) (laughs) But there are things that, that, that you, that that you make, you make the decision to not show, uh, because it may not be received in the right spirit. Yeah,
0: that'd be one of them.
1: Um, and, and it, it may be seen as overly grotesque when yeah. really like my, my hope would be that like you're watching the life leave this animal. That's a, that's kind of a sacred thing.
0: It's interesting to your point. We, um, so so i just got done proofing like a new episode of natural one and was that
1: a tv show or something
0: it's yeah it's a tv show that we have Neat. it's uh gonna be on the sportsman's channel starting even in, neater first quarter yeah so i was proofing this episode and this one's going online here on the youtube channel and inside deer here in another week or so and the um the editor had blurred out so so Aaron Bennett shot this deer. He let it lay overnight. It was bad. The
1: the coyotes got to coyotes just
0: totally annihilate the, you know, the body. And all it was, was bone and a little bit of meat. And so it was bloody looking and the editor had uh, blurred it out. And so I replied to him. I said, Hey, you know, take the blur off. Like a black
1: sensor box or something. I'm like, This is the reality
0: of what we (laughs) do, man. I mean, I I understand, you know, this may seem gruesome and he's a non-hunter and, and I just said, but, you know, this is the reality of it. This is mm-hmm. life and death, and and this is what happened. That's Mother Nature, right doing doing what she does best. So I don't know. It's to your point. It's some things some people just aren't. We don't think about it like that because we see it, right? But from the outside lens, it it, it may be taking taken in a whole different light. To your point. And sometimes treating it
1: like with a blur or something or censoring it, it. it calls attention yeah. to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's why I said, I said, that's, you know, it's the reality of what happened. We got to show it. So, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It was just one big blob with a freaking head and a rack that wasn't blob.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you pretty much know what that is. Yeah. 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 And to me, it just, it never ceases to amaze me how just what you experience in, in in the wild. So the, I, I hung this new stand. I got busted by a buck, had a really close call. It just reinforced my hatred of runners. Yeah. Speaking of suburban hunting, like we had the guys from Seek One on a couple yeah. weeks back. Had some some runners come through on a road near where I was hunting. They were talking. And I had this buck about to step out like less than 20 yards. All the cameras were rolling, ready to come to full draw. They spooked him. He saw me and was like, okay, that's just too much and and walked away. Perfect. So I I, I committed to a stand location where I have more behind me. So it's not just my, my profile, mm-hmm. um, but it's crazy. So it's, it's, you walk through this old beaten up barn and then you just climb the ladder and go right up into the stand. But it's weird how. Earlier in the day, my brother had been out and we were trimming trimming some branches off for shooting lanes and stuff. And it was just a dry creek bed with a little old farm service road and some weeds and a, and a cedar glade up the hill from it. Nothing big. But when you climb up into your stand and you sit there for long enough, suddenly it becomes like a playing field. Like it becomes, it's game on. And it totally changes. That's just, it's crazy. So we, I had two life and death Encounters in that in that little area, there's a massive rub on a tree that's right there, so in your mind you're thinking th- this monster deer could step out at any time mm-hmm. and it's just weird because it's such a it's you could just walk through there and not think anything of it, but as a hunter, you climb up into that stand and suddenly a typical natural landscape becomes almost like a, an arena where yeah. where it's incredible you, drama unfolds, yeah. But none did. So, well, two deer died. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so, that's, so, 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 that's so that's the same spot. But okay. the, the big boy did not stop. I, yeah. I, I saw a lot of small bucks through there uh, and hung some Reconyx cameras around the area. I just had overlooked it Yeah, uh, and had never really considered this tree for a stand. And now it's like... Pff- why I should have been sitting here forever. Exactly. Yeah. The wind is always perfect there. It just got overlooked.
0: It always amazes me listening to Mark and Terry, you know, we have a group text message and every night, everybody from the 13 casts kind of tells what they saw, what they did. And it's for uh-huh. the editor's purpose. So he can kind of make a log in a journal and we, we know in what phase, you know, what things go in what phase. Yeah. Well, anyways, it always amazes me when I see Mark and Terry say, hung a new set today. It's like, <laughs> You know, they just discovered a, a new place work. on a, well, it's, they discovered a new part on a place that they've oh, hunted sure. forever yeah. and have stands everywhere. And it's like, they never stop cultivating I'm it. I'm glad
1: to hear adjusting that, that they do that. Cause you I know, felt stupid because yeah. I was like, I've hunted this property for probably 10 plus years yeah. and I've never even considered. Well, I a think,
0: uh, it may have been danger or october i don't remember which deer marks but one of those two deer he had you know it was like it was like just a few yards away from the access road you know and he never heard yeah, yeah. there because it's not somewhere he would ever want to hunt right next to the road there and that's where that giant was living you know that so totally, they moved a blind there
1: yeah that totally plays it as i've got another spot that i'm thinking about hanging a stand on and i've literally not hunted it because it felt like it was cheating. Yeah, like it's too close to the road. Yeah. I can see my truck from it. Yeah. but that's where the deer go. So I, you know, I was having this conversation with myself, especially after not having filled my buck tag yet. I'm yeah. like. Why not? Yeah, I, I, no one's gonna give me points for hiking further back into the woods. Doesn't like make that you doesn't. More it doesn't. <laughs> well, I but I could use more man points well, if, they, if they're possible. If we'll they exist, I duck. will. <laughs> you'll I get will a do couple. My darndest. Just have to keep the runners out of my uh, my yeah, honey areas. That's right. Uh, but yeah, I've literally walked over to these scrapes for about a month, and it's like it's time to get serious now. Yeah. Well, so luck. here we go. Yeah, we're All gonna right. try to get some hunting time over Thanksgiving. <laughs>
0: All right, so Thanksgiving, What's a big weekend for a lot of families, a lot of tradition there. A lot of hunts happen during that little four or five-day break. Hopefully, everybody's out here having some success and being safe, and uh, hopefully, if you got some good stories, share them on DeerCast Fan Share for us so we can upload. see what you did. Yeah, upload them so we can see what you did. Yeah.
1: So, we should probably... Shut her down. Or... Go to the wildlife word. Mm. Shut her
0: down. <laughs>
1: let's let's hear this wildlife word. It's brought to you by Carmichael's Cut Rate Taxidermy Supplies. Get like two gallons of taxidermy quality eyes for the price of one gallon. Is this a real thing? Nope. Okay. Unless Carmichael's is out there somewhere and they want to the- Google <laughs> Free advertising. How do they find out about uh, our sale? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so this week's wildlife word is the cost of breeding. That's three words. Well, you get more value. It's (laughs) Thanksgiving, so we're giving stuff away. (laughs) So the cost of breeding is the physiological trade-off an animal undergoes to pass its genes on. The worst being death. We see this every year in the deer woods. A buck can lose up to 35% of its body weight. They fight to the death and forsake everything in order to breed. And Taylor's buck uh, had a messed up eye here recently. So I I. (laughs) think that that was probably a result. That was a cost of breeding. And we see them just how run down they get. And that's kind of the ultimate in the biological world. That's the ultimate goal is to pass on your genes. And so they fight like crazy to make that happen. And there's a cost to it. It's, it's kind of reading. like,
0: you know, in college going to a bar and a bunch of dudes are fighting, and you're like, why are they fighting? Well, they're trying to breed. <laughs> it's my understanding that you can
1: only go to a bar if you're and drink if you're 21. So probably not a whole lot of college kids going to a
0: bar, man. Uh, hmm. uh, well, <laughs> agree to disagree on that one. <laughs>
1: Well, have a, we'll have a conversation after the podcast. Yeah,
0: we've led different <laughs> lives, Tim. <laughs> Apparently,
1: you can't drink, you're not 21. Oh, oh yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> My bad, sorry about that. But but no, thank you to everyone who's, who's tuned in. Thank you for watching. Hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving safe and uh, maybe fill a few tags over that time off.
0: All right, till next time, be safe, identify those targets.